The only thing that is supposed to be happening right now is silence. All that we are supposed to do is not talk. Because this is the first time we've been given to just go inwards and see what we have to say to ourselves. Welcome to Hey Change, a place where we question the truth and find happiness in new realities. If you are ready to become a climate optimist and to see the world from a new set of eyes, you have come to the right place. I am so excited to have you here and I cannot wait to begin. So let's dive in. Let's embrace some change. Welcome back to 2.0 version of this podcast, Hey Change. I am so excited to be back. I really have missed doing podcasting. I've missed talking to all these amazing people and learning new things and sharing all those things with you guys. So I'm so happy to be back. And I'm also stoked to have Adam as my first guest. Adam is the co-founder of a really cool brand called Triarchy. Triarchy is a sustainable denim brand based out of LA and they are doing all they can to continue to produce our beloved item jeans with the least impact on our planet. So a super cool brand you should definitely check out. And it's funny because I actually connected with Adam just a few weeks ago when we were doing an Instagram live together. And I instantly felt like this is someone I want to keep close. He's so cool. He's so down to earth. He carries so much wisdom inside him. And so this conversation that you're about to listen to, it's just one of those really deeper reflecting talks when you start thinking about life and what we're here to do and ultimately what our purpose is. And yeah, I love these sort of conversations. They really are what feeds my soul. And I hope that you're going to learn and get a lot of insights from it as well. If you do like this podcast, please head over to iTunes and subscribe. And if you have two seconds over, just leave a quick start and some reviews. It really helps me reach more listeners just like you. So thank you for the love. And yeah, I think it's time. Let's dive into my talk with Adam from Triarchy. Adam, welcome to Hey Change. So happy to have you here. Thank you very much for having me. Hello. So I just, I know that it's early for you. I just want to start by asking you, what mood did you wake up to this morning? I woke up in a very good mood this morning. Um, my dog was, sometimes my dog is really good with snuggling and sometimes she's not. And this morning she was in a very snuggly mood. So it was nice for me. Don't you love that? It's like, yes. you know, it's just free sort of like life coaching right away off the bat. Like, yeah. Snuggles like sometimes I really have to force her into it. Like, come on, you're going to love it. And she's like, not interested. Like, feed nah, me. Stop but doing it. today, today it wasn't the case. Today was a good day. Well, I was going to ask you if you established some sort of like morning routine so that you know you're going to wake up in a good mood, but it seems like that is not well, like the best strategy then. Well, I mean, the snuggle comes before anything. If I can get a snuggle, that, that, sir, that's more important than, than anything I may have planned myself. Okay. So we'll, we'll always go with the snuggle first. But I actually do have a very specific morning routine. When I wake up, <clears throat> I, I meditate always. And then I do breath work. And then, I mean, the, like I say a prayer. It's more of a gratitude thing like thanking for health and family and things like that um but though and then i have a cold shower 
so those oh, one four of those things. People. Yes, I am. I, I tried I really, that for a while. You know, I do it sometimes, but I must say I'm, I like hot showers. So. I do too. I just find that it really, um, it makes such a difference for me to just, it's something about like morning mode for me is the meditation, the breath work and the prayer. And then when I have the cold shower, it's like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. And if I don't have the cold shower, because sometimes I genuinely do forget and I just kind of like go into to the motions of feeding my dog and making a coffee. And I'm like, oh, I didn't have the shower. And I do notice differences between the days where I do and where I don't. They're kind of not as uh, clear, maybe. They're just not as vibrant as I prefer them to be. So. No, I see that. I mean, I actually usually, the first thing I do, I step out and go for a walk. And where I live, that usually means cold. So I don't get a right. cold shower, but I get that cold, fresh air in my face and it just snaps you right out of slumber and into, you know, awoken. And I will say, actually, because I live in Southern California, I do think that it makes it easier for me to do the cold shower because I'm because I know that when I step outside, it's not going to be cold. You know I what I mean? I was going to say that too. I think <laughs> if I lived somewhere where the winters were you know, blisteringly freezing, then I, I may have a different take on it, but I, I can't speak to that. So. Well, good for you. I've heard a lot about cold showers and they're supposed to be really good for your health and also for your mentality mm-hmm. and for all sorts of reasons. So I am very sure that you are who you are and as successful as you are because of your morning routine. I have a strong belief that how you wake up and how you choose to spend the first time of your day really, you know, makes a difference. So that's why I asked the question. I will say though, that I think the one thing that I've been more lenient about is the time in which to start it all. Because I used to be very strict about it, like wake up at six 30, like, and then that my my body wasn't naturally responding to that. So Mm -hmm. I pushed it back by like half an hour and then it's like, okay, this feels natural. So I don't believe in like, you have to get up at five and get in the cold shower and you know what I mean? So, you know, it's it's a bit more casual. I think I've come to a lot of similar um, realizations and I think it's interesting when you're trying to force something versus listening to your body and like being in tune with what makes you feel really good. Right. And I I had a wonderful, yeah. Yeah. I just had a wonderful conversation with my sister this morning where she said she was, um, she felt like she didn't have a very good sleep and she really wanted to take a nap, but she didn't. And she was like, I I should just flow better with what my body's telling me. And I'm like, well, we are mostly made up of water. So flowing with things Mm. makes sense when you try to resist, like it's not going to work. Right. I think that goes for almost everything in life too. Obviously we need to sometimes be resilient and like, you know, continue on and have attitude towards stuff. But like, there is so much to be said about, you know, trusting the flow and feeling, you know, in tune with it and learning when to pivot and when not to. And, you know, looks like sometimes when I'm really trying hard for something to happen and it just won't, I'm like, okay, there's something here to, to be said. Like something is, I'm not really being in line with my mission or what I'm supposed to do at this time, right? Maybe this, right. I'm supposed to do this, this later time. on, but right now yes. I need to focus on something else. And it, it takes a lot of power and a lot of practice, I feel, to be, to, be, to be in that flow, but it's beautiful once you find it. It's really nice what you just said, though, because that's the important part. You know, everything is meant for you at a certain time. And I think we get so tripped up in trying to make things happen at the times when they aren't supposed to. 
And it's such a, it's such an incredible thing when you can just step back and be like, okay, that's not right now. Right. So I'm just going to do me and I'm going to keep doing me until it is time. And then when it's time, I'll be an even better version of myself. So all good. Exactly. It's almost like I sometimes see it as um, a game of Mario Kart, you know, where like you mm-hmm. have, you know, you start and you need to reach this goal and you can just go straight and like, like enter the finish line. But you sort of want to make these like detours and pick up the coins and stuff along the way because yeah. that's what makes the game fun to play. And I think sometimes if we rush too fast towards a goal, we're not ready for it yet. Like we need to develop and learn and grow on the way or else we're not going to be prepared for whatever is there. So that's sometimes what I try to remind myself, like, okay, this wasn't supposed to happen yet because you're not ready, right? There's more to be learned and more to be gained. And unfortunately, in, in the society we live in, there are these sort of predetermined, um, I don't want to say goalposts, like there are these predetermined, like, things that you're supposed to achieve at certain ages and that's Mm. what people get tripped up on it's like oh well I have to and it's like no you don't like there's nothing wrong with getting that later doing this part now like it's not it's 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 been sold to us as such a linear experience when it's anything but that you know I feel like most people in their early 20s or even mid-20s are feeling that stress of like I'm supposed to be here or have this title or have achieved whatever you know I'm just about like exiting my twenties right now. I'm, I just turned 29 and I'm reflecting back on my past 10 years and I'm like, wow, I wish I knew so many things that I know now earlier. Cause I would have, you know, enjoyed life more and just been more in the flow of things. Right. Um, but I think also we've talked about this a little bit before, but this whole COVID-19 situation where we're literally forced out of our comfort zones and our regular routines mm-hmm. and we're given an opportunity to reflect on everything and turn inwards and listen more to our bodies and what actually are we supposed to do in this given moment. I'm curious to know what are some things that you have found about yourself or the world or anything during this time that you didn't necessarily see or understood before? Hmm. So I think that, you know, the path that I have been on and personally and that I've taken my company on has been um, one of a, a very slow movement. And I don't mean a slow in like getting it done. I mean slow in like sustainability and mindfulness and <clears throat> pausing and, and uh, you know, so, some of the themes that all of humanity are forced to do right now. So it's been a really interesting experience for me to kind of sit back and watch how people who have already started to adopt the kinds of things that I was just talking about, they're kind of just in this experience. Mm -hmm. And then I also see on the other side of that, people who have really been sort of in the matrix, if you will, um, just like running through the, the world, the way that it's created for us via social media and all of these distractions and creations of ego and stuff, it's, it's a bit chaotic. And it's bit, it was really crazy to watch that in the first weeks, how many people literally within like five days of, of the lockdown being put into place, like setting up panels and discussions and this is how it's going to be. And like, I'm tuning into some of them going like, no, no, everyone... And this is what I'm saying. The most incredible part for me was that for the first time in my life and maybe for, for everybody's, the playing field was completely leveled. There were no professionals. 
So everything that I tuned in to watch, whether you're the editor of the best magazine or you're, you're a, a startup brand, like it's all the same. Your opinion is just as valid as my opinion is just as valid as her opinion. It makes no difference. Like, and, but the, the speed to which people were trying to claim authority and knowledge over the current situation was such an indicator of how wrong the system is. Because all of a sudden you, you're like, let's t- uh, tune in at 3 p.m. Uh, GMT and we'll talk about the next. And it's like, no, 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 no. The only thing that is supposed to be happening right now is silence. That's it. All that we are supposed to do is not talk. Because this is the first time we've been given to just go inwards and see what we have to say to ourselves. And then if we can actually have that inner conversation, then when we come out of this and when we are put back into groups again, we will have new viewpoints to share instead of just reaction, 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 reaction. So... Thank you so much for saying that. It, oh God, that is so beautiful. And I definitely felt and have felt the same way. We're like, we were trying to just take our, you know, our normal world, for lack of a better word, and then just put it virtually, right? It's like, how can we make the same thing happen just online? Yeah, exactly. And it just didn't feel Let's just right. do this just, again on here. Right. And it's like, no, actually, maybe we should just do something completely different. And I think it's interesting what you're saying, because what I'm thinking is, is this a time where we've been called to not just look to other people as professionals, but actually, you know, turn inwards and say, what do I want? What do I feel is right? Do I trust myself in this? And um, do I trust myself in this? And that is exactly, that is exactly what's missing in the whole structure of my industry. It's this pecking order of like, Oh God, I have to get past all these levels. Like you said, with the video game reference. And it's like, you're already there. Just trust Mm -hmm. yourself. It's okay. Like no one has, and that's why this has been such a wonderful, I mean, look, it's not lost on me that this is a horrible experience, right? For people with health, with jobs, finances, the economy, like we're feeling it too. It's, there's a lot on that side as well, but I'm just talking from this side of it. It's like, it's a really incredible leveling experience where everyone is, everyone has the same info. Right. Yeah. And that is sometimes to be found inside and not just always in the outside world. I love I mean, that. I know this is intense, but I, but there was at one point when I had like watched my fourth panel or something and was feeling a bit overwhelmed. And I had said, you know, it's a shame the internet doesn't have a virus right now too. <laughs> just to like shut it down. I know. I'm actually, like, I, I, I escaped New York to go to the countryside. We've been here for almost a month. Um, and you know, it's like, it's, it's every day I wake up and like, what's going on? I have no idea what's next. And I'm starting to find more and more comfort in that. And again, like, I'm so fortunate to, first of all, have been able to move or to leave. And then also we're healthy and well. So there's so many people struggling with much worse things right now, but at the same time, this is like not knowing that it's so like, we're so not used to that. Right. It's just our, our human eagerness to wanting to know everything and having control of everything. I think that's what's crumbling apart right now. And I do think that we are going to come out different and stronger on the other side. And I think we're going to be a lot more in tune with ourselves and one another and mother earth, um, which I hope I is going to so. happen, but we'll just, you know, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think- the thing that, that concerns me is, is when I go on Instagram and I, 
and I see like the entire nation talking about um, like Tiger King or something of that nature. And it's like, look, I understand that entertainment is a really important part of life and, and stuff. But honestly, like, really? This person's getting a platform? I know. Like, come on. <laughs> it's like of all the people we need to focus on right now. I don't. And I just want to have a shout out. Actually, there's a guy named Dean Schneider, who's a Swiss guy who lives in Africa and has a wildlife preserve. And his Instagram, I believe, is at Dean Schneider. And that guy does incredible, awesome stuff with animals that is high vibrational and positive and benefits everyone he touches. And if you're gonna follow someone who's involved with big cats, follow that guy. Oh, okay. I'm going to definitely make sure I link that in the show notes. He's wonderful. Okay. Let's spread a new, you know, sort of entertainment around so people can actually get in tune with the betterment of humanity and not, (laughs) you know, what's wrong about it. Um, Okay. So I do, I think listeners are dying to learn more about you and your company too. So we should talk a little bit about that, but just open it up to that, that field. What does um, sustainability mean to you? Because you're working in the sustainability field and you have a sustainable company however you want to you know, phrase that. But in this, in this time that I've had to really like sit with, with all that we do, I've been able to see how it's been such an organic pro it's been such a, such a changing thing to ask that question. Whereas before, you know, it really would have meant like, are we using organic cotton and are our shipping bags recyclable? And, you know, those sort of basic things that that were definitely the building blocks. And then as we carry on, you know, technology becomes more available and we start implementing things like an ozone and an e-flow wash instead of stone washing to massively reduce water consumption. We stop using synthetic indigos. We started using natural dyes. We then were introduced to laser instead of dry processing. So no more potassium permanganate, which is a chemical that, that does the abrasion on the genes do it all with laser now. And then lately we're like, we're going to be one of the first brands to introduce biodegradable stretch. So no more plastic in your jeans, no more microplastics. So it, 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 it really has just become this thing of like continual motion of like, okay, what's next? What can we implement next? How can we make this better? So really where the conversation has come to for us as a company now is, is sustainability is circularity. So the goal can't be like oh we made this out of recycled water bottles cool it's like well we're kind of just making new garbage with old garbage then so (laughs) what's the what's the end of life like what's going to happen to that when we're looking at purchasing clothing the question is is that piece of clothing going to be around longer than me and that there are two ways to look at it because one you know if it's a good piece of clothing good quality then yes you can pass it on for generations but what i mean by that is is the content of the material never going to go away mm. so it's one thing to have a beautifully cut pair of 100% cotton jeans that you can repair when they tear and then you you can you know you know, those can be generational. Um, but the point is, if you did stick them in the compost, they would biodegrade. Right. Whereas, sorry. Yeah. Whereas if you're looking at something with like polyester and, you know, then yeah, you can pass it along too. But at some point, at some point, no matter how amazing it is, no matter how vintage it is, at some point, it's gonna, it's gonna end. Right. And so is that going to be sitting in a landfill for 200 years? 
Yeah, and I think that's the sort of questions we're going to have to start asking ourselves as we navigate or, you know, come out on the other side of this pandemic. What does sustainability mean? And actually, how can we think long term and not just like the next step? Because for someone who doesn't know too much about sustainability and we are, you know, not shaming anyone here. It's a really broad topic, but it might seem at first like, oh, I'm recycling plastic bottles and making clothing out of that. That's awesome. Right. But then. Which is, it is awesome. Like, right. I'm not saying been. this is bad, but you know, but yeah, there but then, is an end of life question to take into account with that. Right. And then also you have to think about the fact that then you wash these clothes and they're going to shed microplastics, which is not good. And then you're wearing these clothes and you're sweating and your pores are wide open and you are absorbing those toxins. toxins well, and, so. and, and actually the most, the, most, the most interesting thing for me was I'm used to wearing denim with stretch. I prefer it. And I wear it all the time when I fly and, and whatever. And I'm very used to what that feels like. And when I cut myself a pair of the biodegradable stretch denim, and I was flying to visit our factory. It's quite a long flight. And I noticed that I got off the plane and was like, huh, I don't feel like clammy. Like there's none of that like, like sort of like sweaty thigh thing happening mm. that usually happens when I wear a stretch. And I'm like, oh, I guess because my skin is aware that this is a totally organic product. There's no plastic on my skin. So it, it has full breathability. And I was right. like, this is amazing. And your organ is literally responding to you and saying like, oh, I like this, you know? I know. It's so interesting how I think we don't often realize the reason we do sweat, even with sheets and stuff where you're sleeping, it's more, yeah. it's not so much about the temperature. It's literally your body trying to fight these toxins, like entering your body. We yeah. do not want to wear, you know, chemicals on our skin. And that right. is our, like a our natural reaction to like trying to fight that. So, I mean sustainability is just good for all sorts of reasons. And I do think that we need to really rethink the whole system. And I'm so happy that company like Triarchy exists because that's who, who's going to pave the world or pave the path to a new world. Um, but in that realm, because like sustainability in fashion, sustainability in any sort of industry is, is so complex where sometimes you start looking into one question and you feel like you just get overwhelmed because there's so many problems and issues to solve. Do you yeah. think it's, first of all, do you think it's possible to see sustainability in fashion to 100%? And do you actually believe that we can continue consumerism as it looks like right now? Or are we going to have to completely flip everything? I don't believe that you can be 100% sustainable. I've never believed that. And the reason why is because it doesn't really... I'm sorry, and I'm just speaking to denim right now. Um, because um, it doesn't really exist for us quite yet. For example, you need to make sure that you're making a durable product. And so you have to make sure that things like zippers and buttons are going to hold up. So like if we wanted to use wooden buttons and things like that to make it fully sustainable, cool. But like if it's going to fall apart, we're going to get returns and it's not going to work. And so, you know, there are slight limitations to how sustainable you can get. And I'm sure in time we'll get there, but like it's not really quite a reality yet. Um, and then to the second part of that, you know, what I've the other thing that I have found really interesting about this time that we're in is that it's become very, very obvious very quickly 
uh, brands that actually have purpose and mean what they say and ones that are literally just there to fuel the ego. And I'm not saying that the ego stuff is bad. It's fun. We all know that. It's fun to put on flashy shit and go out and like, you know, peacock around and be seen. We've all done it. But when you look at, when you look at how difficult it is for brands like that to communicate right now, it's got to tell you something because in times of crisis, what's important becomes very apparent. And so when you look towards like a brand that maybe you used to buy from and you're like, Oh, like what's going on here? Like there's no, there's no purpose. There's no mission. There's nothing. It's just like using crap to make crap to, you know, to, for, for Instagram. Like it's like, this is, um, this doesn't quite feel right. So like who's doing things that maybe are contributing something back to someone that at least we can be part of this like circular movement of like helping something, some sort of substance. Um, and so, you know, it's such a difficult question because the only thing we have to change is ourselves. And so we all have ego. It's never going to go away. It's fine. But the problem is when you can't identify when your ego is running the show. And it took me a really long time to figure that out for myself. And the way that I did that is through meditation and mindfulness to actually get with, get into myself so that I can have the conversation and identify who is making the decisions when. And so when I'm, when I'm acting on impulse, when I'm just doing things like that's ego. And it never feels good. It, that's the, the, the thing where you covet something and you want it and you want it so badly and then you get it. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, what else is out there? That's when, you're, that's when you're operating off of ego. You don't get that experience when you've actually been able to take a pause and think about if you actually want that thing before you purchase it. And nine out of 10 times, the answer is no. If you actually just give yourself that moment before you complete the transaction, and that's just something that I do quite actively is I give myself five minutes. If I'm shopping online, if I'm shopping in, in real life, I put it down for five minutes and just go for a little stroll. And I, I never go back for it because the, because you, the, the impulse needs to be feed, fed right away. Mm. That's what it is. It, it's, it's an impulse reaction thing. And if you don't feed it right away, it goes away. And so we all have to, it, it's such a thing we hear all the time, like the change, you know, happens within you. And it's true. If you change yourself, you change the world. And so that's all we have to do. It's quite simple, although it's getting more and more difficult because, you know, before it used to just be, what was it? I think we only had Facebook, then we had Instagram, then we had Snapchat. Now we have TikTok. So now it's like, just open up another platform. And it's like, uh, oh, no. More distractions. I know it's yeah. funny, but just look at what it is. It's just all distractions. Yeah. And the distractions are not allowing you to give yourself that pause that then is not allowing you to make decisions that would influence positive change. And I it's, love, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say every time, I mean, when people ask me like, what is something someone can do right now to be more sustainable? And obviously there are almost a million things, right? But like, I always say the first thing I would tell anyone is just to slow down 
because yep. we are always acting in our impulses and our habits and we don't understand how much we do act on our habits until we slow down and like really reflect on wow why am i doing this do i really need to buy this is this really going to make me feel better or is it just an impulse in a moment and then i'm ultimately going to feel worse from buying it because i didn't really always need it. right always yes and i think too, and that's like, how the machine works yeah it's a beautifully built machine Oh, it's brilliant. It's, yeah, it's built it's for that reason, right? Yeah. Um, I think too, if anything, or if like one of the beautiful things I think is going to come from this time mm. is actually we don't see anyone right now. We don't really need to buy new stuff because we're not even leaving our homes. And maybe what we'll find is that, oh, I'm feeling so much better. I, I can still be happy not having to always update my wardrobe or always having the latest 100%. things. And I'm finding so much joy in just the simple things in life. And um yeah, I think that's where we're going to need to head into. And I think that's what's going to come from this. I mean, I, I am a, a stubborn optimist. That's how I choose to to um, to title myself. And I do think that this is a good time. It was it was asked for and it was needed. And it, it can be hard to see right now because we're in the midst of it. But I think we have to remember that lens and continue to just seek the light. But while we're in the midst of it, I had a conversation with a friend of mine in London uh, yesterday and I was saying to her that like, I know the here and now is extremely real, but before you know it, we will be looking back on this. And you do have the opportunity to look back on this and say like, Oh, I like how I handled myself then. Or like, Oh, I just like watched TV for two months. Mm. Like, I, I don't know. Like I saw an ad for a TV show that stars a famous family thou i shall not say the name um and the ad for the show was the sisters hitting each other physically having a fight and i'm like this is these are grown women who have a who have an international platform of influence for younger women and the example they are setting is physically striking each other and swearing at one another and I'm like, this is the most appalling thing I have ever seen. And that anyone would give that the time of day is unbelievable to me. Well, I think, I think in all sort of like revolutions, I think we are about to witness a revolution right now and an awakening. And I think in all those times, we see both sides come to surface in like the most incredible ways. Like that is why this tiger man is now famous. And like why things right. like sisters hitting each other is like earning like viewers i do think we're gonna see more of the like, of the other side too because Danny we have seen like, that tide turn for sure right. where you know like one tone deaf post from a celebrity or an influencer is like you need to go away like we don't really care right now this right. is not the time and they're like wait why like do you not want to see my dumb shit and it's like because it's dumb shit and we finally see it for what it is so please just be quiet right now so if anyone is listening who actually do does feel this way sometimes and think that maybe they should care more about the dumb shit that everyone else seems to be talking about, you don't, first of all, like we get to choose, especially in these times, what we need to focus on. And I think it's really important that we do filter out things that bring us negative energy um, because we are super vulnerable right now. I, I am so more, much more emotional than I usually am. So yeah. just understanding that, you know, we can feed our spirits and our souls what we choose to feed them with like yeah and i'm 100 but yeah yeah and i'm 100 not saying to to cut out 
entertainment. Like there is so much exquisitely written comedy in film and television. And like, there's a lot of great content, but anything that is like degrading or just, it needs to be removed from society. It's just poison. Yeah. Okay. On that note, do you believe that we can reverse global warming? Is there hope for our kids' future? Uh, um, Going the big ones here. Yeah, you are. I mean, uh, yeah, of course, you know, but I, I feel like there are so many things I could say to that question. And again, all I really want to say is individual mindfulness. Because if you try to go up against the machine, like the machine is, is just trillions of dollars, it's people's investments. It's like there are so many levels to attack. You ain't ever going to attack it. And so the only way to actually create the change, and again, this is so cheesy, but like you have to be that change. So like your personal behavior and the influence you have on those around you will actually create that change. So for example, I have now been home. Today is actually the one month, the one month thing. I've been home for 30 days now, which is like, (laughs) well, I don't know. Like what, like, what can I do? Maybe I'll make something special for dinner tonight. Who knows? Even though I don't have anything special to eat, but um, (laughs) it's like, so what I'm saying is for the last month, I, because of what's happening, of course, I haven't been to a restaurant. I haven't eaten out with friends. I haven't like driven to all those places. I haven't been on an airplane. I I haven't, 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 haven't. And so when I'm actually looking at like, what does life look like when I reestablish it? Do I need to be traveling this much? Do I need to be like, I I used to like the amount that I drove my car is insane and I haven't been in it in two weeks. And it's like, Hmm. So like when, when we reestablish normalcy, what what behaviors can we can we change based off of this new reality that, that that we know? Like, I obviously don't have to fly halfway around the world to speak at a sustainability summit because that's a little contradictory. And little behavior changes like that will save a lot of carbon emissions and will make a difference. And if everyone started like making these little changes for the way they consume, say, single-use plastics, incredible way to start. So. Like when you're out and if you are thirsty and you need to grab a drink and the only options are single use plastics, just wait until you can get a glass or, or, or an aluminum option or so, something that's not contributing to plastic consumption. And I'm not saying like if you're, you know, deathly thirsty and you need a drink, obviously that's different, but like all these little behavior changes, I really believe would make a difference that would, that would stop that, that would stop this from happening. And it's again, just slowing down and asking the question, do I really need this? Can I wait? Well, and that's the thing. Like there, you know, there have been so many times in recent months when I'll, you know, pull in somewhere to get a drink and then I'll see that it's all plastic. And I'm like, okay, well, you're just going to have to wait. Instead of like, I want to drink now. It's like, well, I know you want to drink now, but we're not going to just continue to pile plastic in the back of the car so we will obviously find another option i'm in the united states of america there will clearly be a non-plastic option within the hour so we'll just wait and it's such a powerful feeling too when you're like nope i am stronger than this i have my values and i'm gonna and that 
Yes, I love that you said that because that feeling, so that feeling starts to become addictive. Whereas before, the reacting on impulse is the, is the addictive thing that we all subscribe to. It's the flip side of that, the like denying yourself in a positive way, that starts to become a really addictive feeling of like, oh, I run the show, cool. Yeah, I love the saying, discipline is freedom. Oh, totally. Right? Yeah, I love that. Okay, I have time for one final question. And it's all about my word, retruthing. Because here on Hey Change, we are all about retruthing our current realities and pave paths for new possibilities, mindset, and worlds. And so this exercise, retruthing, means that you take something that you see as a truth in your world, and then you retruth it to flip the narrative. So if you were to retruth anything right now, what would that be? Retruth anything right now. I think the thing, I think going back to something that I had said earlier about um, perception of like the industry or the world and the thing that we're trying to accomplish in life, I think that even still at the level that I am with my company and with my job, I was definitely um, of the mind that, you know, there are still levels to get to and things that I have to show up to in order to, to get to those next levels. And I think the retruth for me is knowing that I'm already complete now. I don't need more there's no more hurdles to go through and this would have been a valid thing to say five years ago too because sitting in the truth of the fact that i don't need to jump through someone else's hoops in order to do my best work is just as valid now as it was five years ago or ten years ago so i don't know what the specific word is but it's the retruthing of just um understanding that you're already complete where you are right now and from that place of complete completedness you can you can keep building from you know instead of trying to fill like an empty vessel it's just like you're good like what can we add to this you know it's like it's like looking at something from a place of bounty and abundance instead of instead of trying to make up for something that's lacking i think that's that's better said it's like we're always operating from like oh like i don't have this so when i get that and when i get that and when i get there and when i finally do this it's like no like you're already in this wonderful place of abundance and now what can i keep bringing into that wonderful universe of abundance and just create more wonderfulness i love that. instead of saying instead of chasing something it's almost like you're landing in your own life and you say, what more can I manifest? How can I build? Okay, well, you said that considerably better than I did and in way fewer words, so thank you. I was just listening and trying to like, thank what you is for the understanding message? what I was trying to say, and I'm like, listen, let me just dump a ton of words on you, and then you make sense of them. Love that. Um, Adam, thank you so much for tuning in. You are such a wise person, and I love everything you guys are doing at Triarchy. I cannot wait to see whenever the time is. For new collections to come out and how else you're going to continue to change the industry and change the world and 
I believe that it's because of conversations like these that we're going to start transition or continue to transition into new worlds. So thank you. I couldn't agree more. And if my morning routine included a conversation like this each day, I can't imagine the incredible things that would come from it. So thank you. Isn't he just such a cool guy? I am still smiling from this conversation. I feel like I gained so much. And every time I listen to it, I'm just like, oh, yes. Thank God for people like Adam in this world. If you want to learn more about Triarchy, go to triarchy.com. You can also find them on Instagram, which is at triarchy. And of course, please check out me as well. I'm Andrea Stinari. If you want to learn more about living that climate optimist lifestyle, go to heychange.world. That is H-E-Y change.world. I cannot wait to hear from you. And until next time, I hope you have a wonderful, fabulous day.